Hey gang, this is uh, Adrian and Mike from Slaufeg. We are live on Slaufeg Radio, Season 1, Episode 3. Yeah. We were just talking about how uh, that's Shadows of the Unborn off of the first uh, album. You were saying yeah. that that was uh, Justin Weiss. Weiss. Or Weiss? Yeah. And yeah, that's Justin Weiss. What are you going to say it again? Yeah. We all God's children. That's what I got to say. So <laughs> we were down here. Uh, in the church of the, no, no, we're down here in this dungeon. Um, and, uh, well, I don't really want to try to repeat what we just said. So we're self-isolating. We're, we're isolating. We're down here. We're very far apart. I got my mask. I got my gloves on. Uh, this rehearsal space is sterile. Nobody's in it for us once a week. And, um, we're going to do this. We're doing so, our best to um, make the most of the time that we have. So if all we can do is play yeah. some records and tell some stories, then yeah. so be it. This is uh, Shadows of the Unborn. Yeah, it's like we're in a bunker, you know. Yeah. 
All right, that was uh, that was Rush. That was uh, Headlong Flight from their last album. It's a uh, uh, some people know I'm a huge Rush fan, and uh, I'm still super bummed that Neil Peart died and everything. But uh, I like to play uh, all my Rush albums all the time, and so wanted to share some of that stuff with you. Um, yeah. Before that was um, my other band, uh, Hands of Goro. That was You Have No Face, an original composition. Featuring Tom Draper on the guitar. And Don uh, Draper? Tom, 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 Don Tom Draper, Draper on guitar. Hey. <laughs> Actually, we've been watching, uh, rewatching oh. the, uh, the Mad Men stuff. I right have now. to say, at, at first I was opposed to that show for some reason because I don't like a lot of nostalgia shit like that. But, oops, sorry, I swore. But um, I got into Mad Men after I watched a few episodes. I got really obsessed with it. Yeah. It's cool, man. It's pretty I good. Think, pretty the, neat. Pretty neat. The uh, yeah. character development and everything. Yeah, I mean, they do a pretty know. good job. Yeah, they did. And they uh, you know, it. Don gets all the women's. Well, yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he has yeah. some good. Dialogue. But that show is like it, they kind of overplayed the sexism. I mean, to the point where like the whole point of the show was sexism. There was nothing. It's like okay, the '60s. Yeah, it was a little bit, or maybe a lot sexist that way. But for God's sake, you know, come on, man, watch Star Trek. Like they get even <laughs> in Star Trek, the most, you know, revolutionary, multicultural environment. You know, totally egalitarian and progressive yet Yohora's still wearing a mini skirt and I'm glad she did I mean the girls look nice in those things you know or uh, Nurse Chaplin not Nurse Chaplin who's the one who's like the hot yeoman Joyce Rander what is that her name on Next Generation the one who quit because she slept with uh, no no well they no they Next Generation they were all really you know Leslie Crusher like who who wants to besides Patrick Stewart you know who really you know come on I mean, she had class and all that, right? But class. Class. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but but uh, what were we talking about? Oh, Don Draper. Yeah. So, uh, what have you been listening to now, though? That were I mean, is, is, I'm wondering if people's music that they listen to at home has changed because of this situation that we're in, because it has for me. Oh, totally, man. I'm <sighs> listening to records that I haven't listened to in years. Well, okay, maybe because you're spending a lot of time at home looking through your records, right? Don't but I mean, like, does the mood of the whole, does the environment of sitting around a house and, you know, not being able to go rock and roll crazy night and stuff like that, like, does it make you listen to different things? Because for me, for me, like, it does. I couldn't listen to nothing but classical music for weeks. And Paul Robeson, for some reason. And then... Lots of blues, man. Blues? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> It gives you the blues. You want to listen to 12-bar blues. Well, 
out on. I'm not going to try to sing with a <laughs> M95 mask on. It's not going to work. My nose feels like these really crush your nose. I have to say, they real. This is either this is too small or it's hurting the hell out of my nose. You know. Uh, but well, it's got the little metal thing that you can adjust, right? I know, but I don't want to. You're not supposed to touch it while it's on, anyway. Yeah, I don't want to touch that's my true. face right now. So it's so maybe it's you're right. Maybe it's maybe I adjusted it too far. Anyway, uh, so I, I got a headache now because of this mask. Not because hopefully not because of something else. Anyway, uh, what were we just talking about? So so uh, different listening. Stuff oh yeah, listening I was, to it was classical music, which is on... yeah, and then, yeah, I couldn't listen to rock and roll until very recently, like the last couple of days. I started listening to Billy Squire. I don't know why, just something to like. I start feeling like rocking out in the house more. Where I guess I was really depressed at first. And now I go in and out, you know. But it's what cool. do you listen to when you're depressed? Classical music and Paul Robeson. Hmm, right. Paul Robeson, you know, he empowers you. He's like he's like the man, you know. Um, and uh, what else? I pulled some weird stuff out, like, uh, oh God, what was it? Man, when I'm I bummed out, I just it. listen to Deep Purple, and it brings me right back up. It does, really? No, no, when I'm depressed, if I listen to Dean Martin, he brings me up because he's so happy. He's so hey, or David Lee Roth does that too. It's kind of the same guy in a way. <laughs> Skyscraper. Yeah. No, not that. No, not that. I love no, no. that album. I, li- I have a lot of tapes of David Lee Roth talking, and I've and he talks a lot on some of his records too. But I have a tape that I wouldn't dare play on the air here. But listen to this, man. Before we get into uh, Cold Morning here, which we're going to, if Angelo's listening. We're gonna, he but is. I have a tape that is so great. My friend Joel. How great is it? Who, I'll tell you how great it is. My friend Joel, uh, who is, doesn't live there anymore, but he lived in Los Angeles forever, and he was a, a cook for a bunch of celebrities. He worked for, like, Lisa Gibbons and all these, these like, you know, hot L.A. celebrities where he'd make their food. He'd stay in their houses. He got a gig with Henry Rollins. In the, in the 90s, in the late 90s. So he was cooking for Rollins and the whole band, the Rollins band. And Henry gave him a cassette tape of an interview that he did with David Lee Roth in 1991. Uh, and it's like a 90-minute or 120, I don't know, it's really long. And it's just them meeting at a restaurant and he, Rollins and, and Henry and uh, and David Lee Roth talking an interview and uh, it was for a magazine it was for um, one of those spinners spin off it was Kerrang it was for yeah Henry Rollins wrote for Kerrang it was for like spin I think but I don't know I, it must have come out I think it did but the whole but just tiny snippets of it but the tape is the whole conversation and it is so awesome I have it at home it's like uh, Rollins asks like one question he'll be like so um and he's really into it he's really like sort of like diminutive to believe it or not towards Dave he actually shut up and he's like so Dave you kick ass like what about uh what about when you opened for uh Kiss. Ted Nugent in 1978 or whatever it was 78 I saw that that you know I saw that show man you kick ass and Dave just said, oh you know man back then we were climbing up this wall in Pasadena we had a certain kind of bowling shoes on and that's what we called a Spanish fly because these these cholos came over the wall we thought they were going to kick our ass but they pulled out a joint and it had dust in it all this he gives he has his story for it, you know and he goes on and on about the stupidest shit of course and like he Stop. has stories about what do you do when you're on tour oh well, I get so bored in Mississippi that I go, I jump in with my whistle and try to stop all the tugboats by you know, all this Mark Twain stuff, what Mark Twain actually means, and you know, all this crazy shit. Anyway, so um, I have this tape, and where are we going with this? I need to pull it out and listen to it. This is what we're doing. You we say two words, and I'm going to talk it. forever. 
Oh, no, I wouldn't dare. Not even like just, just like a couple of minutes. We could, you know, but we're sort of doing it right here, you know. Hey, man. <laughs> no, no, you're doing, you're Henry Rollins, believe it or not, in this, in this uh, relationship. You're the Henry Rollins of this relationship. I'm Henry and no, you're no, Dave. You're the John Oates of this relationship, Is that what man. we're going to call You're the John Oates of this relationship. I do the singing here, okay? You got the bass on. You got the guitar. <laughs> Oates does a lot of singing, man. You know you're in bad shape. I know. Well, you know you're in, he goes, ooh, ooh. You know you're in bad shape with your girlfriend or, or boyfriend or whatever. She's like, you're the John Oates of this relationship. You're the Andrew Ridgely of this relationship. You know, you're, Andrew you're, Ridgely was no slouch on the guitar. I'm man. sure he did a lot. Yeah, I'm sure he did a lot. At least I'm not calling you, calling you the Garfunkel. Anyway. Um, Anyway, okay, we're going to listen to some we should, more We records should get that. Now. Remember that single that came out in the 80s, the Oates, Ridgely, Garfunkel? Uh, oh, God. It was like, we're going to get you. It was sort of like the the Duran uh, Duran, uh, uh, you know, uh, Power Station Arcadia competition, competition you know? Or like, yeah. You know. Anyway, so next we're going to play um, Cold Morning, which is Angelo Tringali's band from the 90s, and I, th- I think uh, a little later than that, too, of course, in the 2000s. And what is the name of the song we're going to play? It's called Frostbit. Frostbit. It's, a, it's on a single um, that I have from way back blue then. Blue vinyl to split And while heaven wept, wept is on the other side, it's Tom Phillips. Rad. The Tom Phillips. And then after that, we're going to play a Brokus Helm song called Hell's Whip. And after that, I know we'll talk about it later, but I'm going to play one of my favorite bands from, from high school, Gone, which is Greg Ginn's. Side project. Gone, Daddy, so, gone. Yeah, that is sound real. Adrian, you would know this. It sounds really good if you're, you know, you twist a fatty at night and you, you mellow out when you twist when you're having up, your period uh, pains or whatever, and you get go in the bathroom and listen to Gone. Anyway, you put this on, man. Okay, cold morning, frosty. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
with a big, uh, well, anyway. Uh, hey, hip us to what that was, man. Place, did, <laughs> New Vengeance. No, okay, this song, That's uh, what I want to say was, that was gone, and anyone who remembers the old, the old SST, the old school SST, gone was Greg, one of Greg Ginn's many extracurricular bands um, outside of Black Flag, and I saw Gone, uh, in 1986, I didn't see Black Flag till well till 1986. They came through my town, which was, was amazing that that even happened. They played on the Penn State campus, uh, and it was the last—I don't know if it was the last tour they did. It was the last studio album they put out. It might have been their—I don't think it was their last actual tour, but it was the In My Head tour. And uh, Greg Ginn's band Gone, of course, opened for Black Flag, so he got to play all night, and then he played that day that they played at Penn State, that both Gone and Black Flag played, they also played uh, at a record store, at the record store I went to, like the sort of, you know, punk kind of underground record store. It was a big, pretty big room with a really low ceiling, and they played right on the floor. And uh, everybody went to that. and Love those kinds of stacks. That was great. Actually, I wasn't totally sold on Gone at that show. I had not heard them yet. Their album had just come out. Not that album, but their first album had just come out. Anyway... So then we a bunch of guys went up to to they said to the to Penn State to the room where they were playing. Legend has it to give Henry Rollins a bag of shit or something. We're gonna go up there and give Rollins shit, you know. And I was like, well, no, you're not. You're gonna go up there and you know worship. He was awesome, man. He was awesome back then. And I yeah, we, we went in and saw, saw him sitting around and got got shy or something, you know. Um, but anyway, but but then I that when I got the Gone record. Uh, that record is their second one. So that was like maybe the next year or sometime later in 1986. And I used to listen to specifically that song. And the funny thing about it, we were just talking about David Lee Roth jumping over walls, you know, or whatever happened in the 70s. Well, in the 80s, I used to get up, uh, I used to go to a lot of parties. And, you know, I was in this band. So we were all night playing. And we'd open for some pretty awesome bands, uh, usually at the Penn State campus. And then I would, right around 86, 87, I'd run back to my parents' house because I had pretty strict parents. You know, they let me play these punk gigs, but they wouldn't let me stay out all night or if they heard me coming in around midnight, it was okay or one or something. So I used to have this thing where I'd go out and I'd go, I'd come in real quiet or, okay, he's got a soundtrack. Now I'd come in loud so that they heard me come in. So my dad would stir or something like that, you know, and then I'd come into the house and then I'd make some noise so I made sure they knew I was home. And then I'd go to my bedroom. And then I'd stay up there for a while. And then I'd sneak really softly back down the stairway like so it wouldn't crack. I'd be really scared of what would happen. And we had one of those screen doors or one of those sliding doors. I would just, like, I'd take it like, I remember doing this, like an inch at a time so he couldn't hear it. And I'd bust out of there and I'd run back to wherever the party was after this gig or after whatever was going on. The point is, at some of these parties... Uh, and I've never been a pothead. Like, I never was into, um, you know, even when I was a teenager, pot always made me paranoid. But I remember sometimes at these beer parties, you know, I did, just to be cool or just to be whatever, I would take a hit off someone's bowl or something. And then I would run, I'd run back, I'd go back real late, you know, like God knows what hour of the morning, back to my parents' house, and I'd sneak back in. And if I got high, and I got freaky and weird. I would listen on my headphones to that Gone record we just played. And that was the one record that I was like, oh my God, this sounds so great. 
I mean, I guess music sounds good when you're stoned for That's a lot of people, cool but stuff. that stuff sounded awesome. And I started a band based solely on that song, really. <laughs> An instrumental band, three people, called Leper Festival. Um, Wait, started it, it? Leper, Leper Festival. We had a tape and stuff. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I still have it. I don't think I saw tape? it. A demo tape. I don't think we still have it. But yeah, it was the three of us playing, and it was sort of modeled after Gone, after that weird, like, sort of like, and then avant-garde, repetitive sort of sound like that so that was yeah um but so yeah anyway so we did that so i'm going to play uh, adrian's gonna play some stuff and he should talk about that uh and i'm gonna play just so you know later in the show some alice cooper from killer the killer album one of my favorite songs ever on that record i don't like tell you which one it is and we're probably gonna do um well, there's stuff I've been wanting to play. We're going to do a, a, a Slade song, because you know, a live Slade song. And uh, I don't know, a couple other things uh, that I don't remember. Oh, we're going to play Bo's Denage. Boz Denage, uh, Harry Cantwell's band. Bo's. Bro's Denage. Uh, Harry Cantwell, our ex-drummer, his black metal band. We're going to play that as well. Anyway, take it away. What are you playing? What's going on? I got a... Uh, um... <sighs> I got a patch on my on my my battle vest, a GBH patch on the back, and uh, I, mean, I started out as punk rock back in the day and stuff, and uh, I'm still. Yeah, anyway. Hey, no, no way, crazy, right? Was that you listened to JFA when you were skating down in yeah, Pasadena? Yeah, of course. Or, is that punk rock or is that skate? Or is that like? Well, skate rock subgenre. I kind of um, see it like surf music, sort of like JFA and you know walk. They did walk, don't run. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, it's a it's a subgenre of punk rock. I think, I think it's a subgenre. Right? Skate, skate rock surf, is like sort of an evolution of surf music. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so kind of like how you know you were a hoedad, you can say man. like you know heavy metal and black metal is a subgenre of that. Okay. Norwegian yeah, black metal yeah, sub yeah. subgenres, man. So so yeah, so I got this um, in the uh, in the nineties uh, as you know. Things were getting all weird with grunge and punk wasn't all that hot anymore. They um, GBH started kind of going a little bit metal. So I'm gonna play. This is um, this is the Church of the Truly Warped, and this song is the Lords of Discipline. The Lords of Discipline. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty weird. <laughs> days of slumber well, I've got my wolf suit on It's just loneliness and hunger Staring in the yellow eyes Big teeth, sharp claws The ground is shaking from the death rattle of the terrible wars The monsters are my friends Until the bitter end I chain them with my tread I don't need no chair, no whip, no I wanna be, I wanna be I wanna be with the wild I gotta feel the sun on my back, burning a hole in me. I'm not swimming through the vines. Yo! 
history lesson And I hate your white supremacist bullshit Lots of discipline Lots of discipline Shiny domes got mobile phones and boots laced up to your neck
man, you got me wanking at the beginning of that one, man. Hey, digital resistance you had, you demo. had to play the beginning before we start. Yeah. Demo time. Yeah. That was, um, I found this today in my apartment. I was looking for stuff to play. And uh, one of the things I found, it says, it says digital resistance demos, 2011. And I was thinking that came out in 2014, right? What? The Digital oh, yeah, Resistance yeah, yeah, album. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that song, we spent like three years apparently <laughs> working on Oh, it. yeah, and it still sucks. But that was the demo. <laughs> that was the demo three years the working on that space. record? What the hell? Yeah. Took us five to do the latest one. I know, We're getting right? old and burnt out. You know, our last album is like took but us a million this, years to But dig this. This was on the same. Uh, took this three was years on to the, record the goddamn thing. This was on the same demo. Remember this? What? What are you playing now? Dig this. Oh, whoa, yeah, this was cool. Wait, where'd you find this, man? Oh, it's on the Digital Resistance demos. Is that me playing? Yeah, I'm playing the yeah. keyboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is cool. So you were playing drums? No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was playing bass. Well, it's like that's how it is. You play bass, you play drums. Yeah, we should do something with this. It's groovy, right? I remember this. I remember liking it, but just it never went anywhere. Oh, hey, if Uncle Jack's out, uh, Yasek's out there listening, our friend Yasek from Poland, this is an unreleased track here. You could you could bootleg this and put it out, but you'd have to get my my talking off of it somehow, you know. You could put it out with me talking over it, but I don't have much to say. But that doesn't stop me from talking. <laughs> hey. Kind of group though, right? It's cool. No, I remember this. It's like carnival music. Or, or like surf. Not surf, but like. Sort of like. It's got like a 60s psych vibe, kind of. Well. I'm starting to It's definitely Hodad music. Uh, I like it. It is cool. I don't think I can remember how to play it though. Better. Must have been Angelo must have not been here that day so we did this. I think it was one of those things where we're like, let's just play something we've never played before. Well no, I I remember playing this several times. Like I sort of we jammed and then I wrote it out. Oh if I sang over it it would sound like the doors. Can you imagine like like some bad poetry of it? Yeah out on the land I'm a highway killer. I'm a bungalow bandit. I see. Yeah, all right. Hey, I'm going to die now. Hey, get your door song. Or it could be something from American Prayer. I could be like, I walked out of my room one night and met three girls. They told me they're going to take me to the planet. <sighs> planet X. Uh, uh, you know, something like that. Jim Morrison poetry. Great stuff. Top yeah. of the line. No, that was cool though. Poetry in general is bad, but Jim Morrison, man, really. Yeah. I got stacks but, of CDs in my apartment yeah. and they all say kind of cryptic stuff from over the years. And, you know, because it's like some of the stuff that I have demos from Atavism that don't say Atavism. So it just says, like, you know, whatever, 2003. Oh, you mean, wait, you're saying there's a demo, a demo tape, right? Yeah, we made demos and it, of Atavism. It's from Atavism. But it doesn't actually say atavism on it. Exactly. Oh, man, that's Crazy. a trip. Oh, wow. So, like, you actually have to listen to it and Figure know about the is. record to know what it is. Yeah. Oh, that's, so that's like totally after the fact. Whoa, what a trip that is, man. Post haste. 
especially if you're like you know if you're you got to be goofing man you know if you're like really goofing yeah um anyway <laughs> what drug does that refer to goofing i guess it means you're you're tripping or something barbiturates you're hop, hopped up on goofballs like yeah anyway there's a lot of circles going on in these conversations like uh, anyway I'm going to refer everything I say back to Henry Rollins today because I feel like this is sort of the theme tonight to Henry talk about Dave. Henny, Henny, Henny Rollins. That's what I was going to say. Is that when we were going to go, we never ended up talking to him that night. But uh, I was saying, if you know, if I talk to Henry Rollins, I'm going to see. I'm going to ask him. Has anybody ever called you Henny? Because did you know that the name Henny, like Henny Youngman, is actually short for Henry? Now, does that make any sense? That makes no sense. At no, all. but it is. That's what it, I find. Henny Youngman. His name was Henry Youngman, but they called him Henny. It was like when you shorten somebody's name, it's so that you don't have to go through the laborious process every time you speak of it of saying the whole name. But how much harder is it to put an R in Henry? Oh, this is Henny. You know what I mean? But I always thought it'd be cool that you know like if Hennessy? I call him Hen, Henny Rollins, you know. But anyway, like That's if we like call if you called thing. you Aid, and it's pretty terrible, you know. Or Henny, we Henny could call you Ian. Anybody ever call you Ian? No, never. Okay, I didn't think they would. No one calls never. people named Adrian Ian. No, never. You can ever call you Rian? No. Or Re? Or, or, or Dre? 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 Uh, I have had Dr. Dre? Dre. Dr. Dre. In the 90s, uh, there, I had a roommate call me Dre. Well, it doesn't, Dre doesn't really work because your name's D-R-I. D-R-I? Oh, oh D-R-I. Hey, now we're talking crossover. No, you know, I had a, we had a friend. She was actually, a, she knew Slaufeg. She'd go to our show. Her name was Victoria, right? So you figure people would call her Vicky. That's normal, right? But her boyfriend, uh, who lived with us, started calling her Icto. Or like I-C-T-O, because that's like in the name Victoria, right? So, I mean, Icto. I think they broke up shortly after that. Anyway. Um, so, okay, well, isn't this, my, what, is it my turn now to play? Not to speak, hopefully. I got it. Are we going to play Boz Denage and all that? I had this big diatribe I was going to go off on, but no, I don't you really gave feel me like... a CD and told me to play the first Oh, song. no, 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 not yet. Not no, yet. no, that's later. Okay. No, well, we don't do that yet. We'll put on that, uh, okay, so now we're going to play Halo of Flies. Ah, where is because it? Because it's right there. Where? Right there on the on. Oh no, that's not it. Shit, where is it? Okay. Yeah, he's it's down here. He's yeah, pointing yeah. at something. Well, we got to keep our distance here, pal. Play Halo of Flies, man. Yeah, there it is. So this is Alice Cooper from the Killers record, and man, I I love this album so much. I love this song so much that I even tried to rip it off, but I couldn't do it. Um, meaning I tried to make songs that sounded like Halo of Flies. I mean, I made songs that su- su- parts of them sounded like Halo of Flies, but I couldn't really pull off doing something this great on the whole thing. When I first brought Uncanny, you were like, oh, it sounds like Halo. No, I know. No, I was going to say, I was going to say the closest we came is Uncanny from the last album uh, from from uh, 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 New Organic. Is the name it, of that record? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> New Organic. <laughs> Problems you put 10 records out, you don't know their names. We should have been like Chicago and just named, or all those bands that just go one, two, three. Uh, um, but yeah, there's a part in Uncanny that sounds like Halo Flies. Anyway, that's what we're going to do here. So this is Halo of Life. Yeah, I think they know that. Henny Rollins. What the hell? Thank you. 
Hey, that was Harry's band, Boz Dinaj. Here's some Almond Brothers.
Ooh, that that Barry Oakley, man. That Butch Trucks. Oh. Dwayne and it's Greg It's pretty Allen. hot. Pretty hot stuff. Dickie Betts. I will admit, Dickie Betts is the best. He is. I really like him. I, I, I'm starting to feel like. <laughs> yeah, that naughty holder, though. Jeez. That oh, voice is tune? incredible. Yeah. That voice is incredible. Live like that? My God, if I had a voice like that, like a razor, he just cuts through the music. Cuts cuts right right, through goes right over them. He cuts like the night. He goes right over the music. See, my voice, a lot of voices are too low to really sing Your rock and roll. Your voice is covered by a mask right now. Really sing heavy metal. Uh, I have a baritone, low baritone voice, and it, it gets absorbed in the mid-range of the guitars. So I got to strain and all that, and it, it's hard to di- hard yeah no yeah it's hard to distort it yeah, that's how I sound it's hard to distort a low voice and I, I can never he has that high voice he just cuts right through it and, and it breaks up incredibly it's fantastic um, I love that stuff man yeah it's nice uh, Good choice I was gonna say oh I was gonna we were talking earlier about what kind of music you've been listening to during this period I forgot something I don't know how this happened to me I really don't but this past week believe it or not. What the hell are you playing that for? All these weird themes keep coming back. There's Henry Rollins. Now it's The Doors. It's, um, we, uh, I started listening to The Grateful Dead last week. That's how bad. <laughs> it, that's how desperate I got to, to find something new. I, uh, I, I, have a, I have a Grateful Dead record. I actually own Working Man's Dead. We have because, Touch of Grey here. No, we're not going to play Touch of Grey, man. I got enough touches of Grey as it is. Uh, I don't have a touch of Grey. I got all... But you remember... Do you remember... I don't know if this happened to you out here. In Pennsylvania, we were like... A lot of people who had not actually heard the Grateful Dead... Because, you know, they're not on the radio. They weren't popular in that sense. Uh, they were just... This, they were associated with drugs, obviously. But their T-shirts... You'd see Grateful... Best drugs. You'd see Grateful Dead T-shirts everywhere. And they looked like a hard rock band from the t-shirts. They totally. had the with same kind of stuff. t-shirts and the same kind of baseball shirts, concert shirts that you'd see, you know, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, Blue Easter Cult, Grateful Dead. So I knew a lot of people who thought the Grateful Dead were like a metal band or a, or a, a heavy band. band. Yeah, like a heavy rock I band. That. Yeah, no, everyone thought that, yeah, right? Totally. Okay, you're not, I'm not the only one. So it wasn't just, you know, a bunch of rubes in Pennsylvania or whatever. No, no, so, no, I totally so that. yeah, I was looking through the, you know, the cheapo record bins, the, the used records. I would buy, I would experiment and buy things. And I found it for like two bucks or two ninety nine. That's how I discovered Black Sabbath when I was 13, you know, whatever. So, so I got, so, so I bought Working Man's Dead because I thought, oh, Grateful Dead, I got to check this out. These guys, maybe they're pretty heavy. And I brought it home and listened to it. I remember my dad was in, and my sister were in the living room. I put, I, I uh, for some reason I put it on in the in the living room. I had my record player in my room too, but I put it on my dad's stereo for some reason. And I oh, couldn't believe it. And neither could my sister. They were like, "This is the Grateful Dead." She had the same right, delusion right. that I had. And it was like, "Come here, Uncle John's band." And he was like, "This is bluegrass." And that's what she said. I remember. And the whole I said, "Well, maybe it's going to get heavy after the next song." And it didn't. I couldn't believe how we. Plus, it, so I, so I get kind of fascinated. I found that record. As like you said, you're looking through your records, stuff you haven't heard in years. I played Working Man's Dead, and I'm like, I like Casey Jones, the last song. They're good songs. No, I don't. I think they aren't actually. I think just there's like two songs or three maybe. Were good. There might be four. Casey Jones is a good song. I think maybe Trucking is not actually a bad song. 
But it's groovy, man. Hey. But it's but they did. They're they're so bad. So then I started looking on YouTube to see, you know, just like oh, let me, because I never really seen the dead live except for at the concert for Bill Graham when Bill Graham died up in oh, Golden Gate Park. You, you weren't here that. that. No, I wasn't here. Everybody, well, I lived like three blocks away. Yeah, wow. I remember everybody That's was high cool. and drinking, well, yeah. and I had like strep throat or something, and I walked around the concert totally sick. I remember we were drinking anyway and doing well, like God. You sounded like you were in a mask. God knows what. Yeah, and. uh but I didn't really listen to them. Uh, the only thing I remember is the fact that John Fogarty came out to do a guest. They played with the Grateful Dead. They started into Born of the Bayou, and John Fogarty jumped out and sang it, and he kicked their ass. He sounded so incredible. His voice sounded like Naughty Holder. His voice cut through, ah, you know, over the, all there. She is incredible. Well, I didn't know what was going on. And suddenly, I heard John Fogarty singing, and I ran out of the bushes where I was. I remember. What were you doing <laughs> in the bushes, Taking Mike? a piss or drinking something. I don't know. I was with my girlfriend. We were, who knows what we were doing? Pissing on your girlfriend in the bushes? I, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know what? Profanity on this. What if, what if kids are listening? Yeah, you're pissing on your girl. So I ran out of the bushes, and I was like, holy hell, that's John Fogarty, because I thought John Fogarty was awesome. Of course. Yeah, of course. Anyway, anyway. So I checked out some live videos, and, and I, I got to say, dude, they really are bad. And I don't oh, mean live stuff, yeah. I don't mean some of the songs that they write. You're right, a couple of the songs here, there, okay, but they can't execute them. I mean, they're really like just. It's all about the vibe. <laughs> There's man. no vibe at all. They're terrible. You gotta be, you gotta be high as hell. To be, uh, <laughs> I mean, they just, they just, they just mess everything up. And you know, Garcia can sort of sing, but it's like really weak. But Bob Weir, man. Anyway. Yeah, Bob's kind of gnarly. Yeah, he's kind of rough. Yeah. And, and you're saying that we, we played some music tonight that we that was recorded on his equipment. So we have borrowed a lot of equipment from Bob Weir, not not having not knowing him, but through through engineers and stuff. No, that was but, cool, uh, man. That was a nice. It was an MCI board, right? Oh yeah, the guitar I used on that. So let's talk more shit about it. Preamps, uh, on, the preamps on that board. Yeah, we did sweet, atomism man. on Bob Weir's. We did this song we're about to play on the Grateful Dead's uh, board. Um, you see, you know, uh, which is. A cover by another band called Horse Lips. Horse Lips. So yeah, we're gonna do Derek Doom because we haven't played much of our music tonight. Uh, this is gonna be our last tune for yeah, the yeah, and then followed by a special treat from a Harvard professor from the 1950s, hey. and you probably should know who that is. If you don't, then I'm gonna educate you. He made records. Uh-oh. He made self self for early indie uh, DIY records from this Harvard math professor. Okay. Uh, comedy stuff. Anyway, what else? So we're gonna, we're gonna. This is gonna be it, right, for today. Yeah, this has been um, season one, episode three of Slapfeg Radio. This is Adrian and and what? Oh, and me? Yeah, everyone knows who <laughs> I am. You don't have to worry about that. I know. I'm yeah. just trying to have like some sort of the gay uh, gobletier over here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. For now on, that's we're my radio, my radio this, name. We're gonna try and do this more and more because um, during this because uh, we're bored. <laughs> this isolation time, you know, what else can we do besides sit around, listen to records, yeah, and tell stories, out. and have a have as have as much fun as time. we can, still practicing social distancing. But at least we're in a in a in a pretty clean environment. Yeah, and then I'm gonna and, go home and eat uh, sardines. I stocked up on sardines. How about you? Would you sardines stock up are on? good. Yeah, I got gourmet sardines. Nice Trader Joe's. I mean, they're not. They're like smoked or something or done something. Well, they're really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I had a drummer friend who used to eat a can of sardines a day, man. And he was always healthy. Well, they got the mega threes and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking salt water down my nose every night, hoping I don't get sick. You know and not eating enough salad though. Fruit and vegetables, those are sketchy. You gotta get them, you know, they perish and all that. So mm. anyway. We use thistle. 
Thistle. Thistle. Uh, they deliver. Um, oh, I thought, you meant you're, I thought you meant you're eating thistles in a salad. Like, no, no, the, no there's gotta... a company called Thistle that delivers yeah. really good. Um, yeah, but I can't afford that shit. I, I'm on a, I just got laid. You know, I, I can't do any like hardly any work. Ten, it's but yeah, ten bucks to you now. See, to me now, suddenly I'm broke all the time because of this damn thing. And you're like, you know, you're pulling in this. Living it up. And you're man. living it up with your salary. Living so what the, the hell? Dream. Yeah, you your salary, salary. I got celery. You got thistles, you know? I got thistles. Let's call the whole thing off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, play Derek Doom. Okay, thanks Take again for me listening. Home. Thanks for listening to Slough Egg Radio. We'll Thank see you next time. See you next time.
fight, fight, demonstrate to them our skill. Albeit they possess the might, nonetheless we have the will. How we will celebrate our victory, we shall invite the whole team up for tea. How jolly, hurl that spheroid down the field and fight, fight, fight. them with our prowess do oh fellows do not let the crimson down be of stout heart and true come on chaps fight for harvard's glorious name won't it be peachy if we win the game oh goody let's try not to injure them but fight 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 let's not be rough though Fight, 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 and do fight fiercely. Fight, fight, fight. There's antimony, arsenic, aluminum, selenium, and hydrogen, and oxygen, and nitrogen, and rhenium, and nickel, neodymium, neptunium, germanium, and iron, americium, ruthenium, uranium, europium, zirconium, lutetium, vanadium, and lanthanum, and osmium, and astatine, and radium, and gold, protactinium, and indium, and gallium, and iodine, and thorium, and thulium, and thallium. There's yttrium, ytterbium, actinium, rubidium, and boron, gadolinium, niobium, iridium, and strontium, and silicon, and silver, and samarium, and bismuth, bromine, lithium, beryllium, and barium. There's holmium and helium and hafnium and erbium and phosphorus and francium and fluorine and terbium and manganese and mercanium and and magnesium dysprosium and scandium and cerium and cesium and lead praseodymium and platinum and plutonium palladium promethium potassium polonium and tantalum technetium titanium tellurium and cadmium and calcium and chromium and curium. There's sulfur, californium, and fermium, berkelium, and also mendelevium, einsteinium, nobelium, and argon, kryptonium, radon, xenon, zinc, and rhodium, and chlorine, carbon, cobalt, copper, tungsten, tin, and sodium. These are the only ones of which the news has come to Harvard. And there may be many others, but they haven't been discovered. Uh.